in today's episode, I want to talk about, make sure you can hear me. Uh, I want to talk about three really popular weight loss strategies that can actually make you gain weight instead of lose it. Three really popular strategies that once people, they, they, once people decide, I got to lose some weight. These are typically the first three places that they run to, the first three strategies that they start to incorporate. And these strategies are actually so ineffective that they can cause the opposite. (laughs) The opposite can happen. These strategies could actually make you gain weight instead of lose it. And I want to talk about what those three what those three strategies are in today's episode. But first, just in case, this is our first time meeting. I'm Lene Urban, nutrition and lifestyle coach, and I'm dedicated to spreading the word about rest-based weight loss. It is a, a focus on weight loss that looks at different types of weight loss uh, strategies from the standpoint of stress, from the standpoint of how to keep everything in balance, the metabolism in balance, your hormones in balance, so that weight loss becomes effortless, so that weight loss is easy, so that it's not hard and it doesn't take as much as we all think that it needs to take. Um, That's my mission. I call it rest-based weight loss. And my goal is to provide as much content as possible on teaching the concepts of of rest-based weight loss so that you can achieve uh, the same results that I achieved, which after eight years of struggling with my weight, my weight going up and down, gaining and losing, gaining and losing, I found a strategy that not only allowed me to lose about 12% of my body fat and over 30 pounds, but actually keep that weight off for the past four years, which is the first time that I've been able to do anything like that in my life. So if this is your first time listening, if this is your first time watching, then please consider subscribing and following because all of the content that I'm going to bring you this year is surrounded uh, around this topic of rest-based weight loss and how you can incorporate these strategies in, in, in order for you to achieve your weight loss goals. Okay, let's dive right into it. So there are three really popular weight loss strategies. As soon as people say, I need to lose weight, I need to get down to whatever size it is that I want to get down to, they typically make a beeline straight for these three strategies, and then they usually end up gaining all of that weight back. Um, uh, One of these, uh, I'll start with this one. The first thing people really believe that they have to do is they have to give up everything they love. They have to give up the things that they believe are uh, causing them to gain weight or causing or preventing them from losing weight. So uh, when someone decides that they are going to go from what I call zero to hero, meaning they're going to go from uh, sort of eating what they want, whenever they have a craving for it, whenever they want, however much they want to completely cutting it out of their lives, Uh, what they don't understand is they are causing stress to their metabolism. So when we're eating certain types of foods over and over and over again, our metabolism and our hormones start to depend on those specific foods in order to, number one, um, keep us happy, make us happy, keep us happy. Um, And that's why a lot of people, when they Uh, start to give up certain foods, a lot of people experience uh, falling into like a type of depression. A lot of people, when they start a weight loss journey, it starts to impact them emotionally. They get moody, they get irritable, and then they feel sadness. Well, it's because their lifestyle and the types of foods that that they were eating were 
interconnected with their with their neurotransmitters, their happy hormones, the hormones that elevated their mood and kept their mood stable. So, uh, for example, someone who is addicted to carbs, to salty carbs, and they decide these salty carbs are the reason that I can't lose weight, I'm going to give them up. Well, if they even make it, if they even make it past a couple weeks of not eating carbs, then the first stumbling block they're going to run into are is feelings of sadness, feelings of depression, um, feelings of irritability. And that's because those salty carbs were directly impacting their uh, ability to maintain their mood, to keep their serotonin, their serotonin, which is the hormone that allows us to feel good about ourselves and our place in the world. That's the first thing that's impacted. So if it's not the cravings themselves that usually some people running back to the foods that they've been missing, it's typically the emotional damage <laughs> that they're doing uh, to themselves by cutting those foods out. So what ends up happening is because the body has grown adapted to having these types of foods anytime, whenever, and to, to whatever quantity, when the body goes from that to not having it at all, then it immediately goes to work in elevating your cravings and magnifying your cravings for those foods. So that not only do you go back to eating those foods, but you go back with a vengeance. You go running back to those foods full force, full steam ahead, and you end up overeating. You probably end up eating more calories and more quantities of those foods than before you gave them up. Uh, that kind of, you know, deprive binge, deprive binge cycle that ends up damaging the metabolism that ends up, uh, allowing people, making people, uh, usually not lose weight, but gain weight. So that's, that's uh, strategy number one that typically causes people to gain weight instead of lose it, depriving themselves of all the things that they love. Uh, the second thing in relation to that, the second thing that people usually start to do is they start to like track, count, and keep some sort of log or calorie count of what it is that they're actually eating, of what it is they're actually consuming. So a lot of people... I don't know if I had to put a number on it, maybe somewhere up in the 90s percentile of people, as soon as they decide, especially for the first time, I need to lose weight, then they fall into the trap of following all of the most current and popular trends for weight loss, which is calorie counting. Uh, the most current popular trends for weight loss says that in order for you to lose weight, you have to burn more calories than you consume. So the first thing you need to do is start documenting how many calories you're consuming and then try to keep the amount of calories you consume down to a certain number, a certain window. Now, I'm not saying that this particular strategy always causes weight gain, but for some people, this is really important. And this was for me. Uh, this is my experience. For some people, there are some of us who are wired to consume a lot of calories. There are some of us who are wired to, to get up from our meals feeling like we cannot eat anymore. And so if you are wired like that, if, you're, if, you, if your metabolism and your brain are wired to eat until you feel full, then if you try to restrict the number of calories that you're going to eat, you are going directly up against the way that your metabolism functions and runs, and you are essentially picking a fight. You're like a, 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 a short person, uh, someone who's 5'2", picking a fight with a 6'7", 
uh, MMA fighter. I don't know, you know, that, that kind of analogy. Your metabolism is a 6'7 MMA fighter. And as long as you comply with what your metabolism wants, then there won't be any issues. But if you are wired to feed your metabolism a lot of calories, the second you start restricting and start counting and staying within a certain calorie window, you're poking a, a sleeping bear. And your metabolism will then respond by driving up your hunger and your cravings so that you start consuming even more calories than, uh, than you were consuming prior to you starting to count. There are many people, myself included, that that put themselves in a very miserable situation trying to stay within a calorie window. Uh, for me, I could not stick within a calorie window, which was always somewhere between 1,200 and 1,400 calories based on my goals. I could not stick to that calorie window for more than 72 hours before my metabolism would respond and drive up my drive up my hunger. And I would end up binging like a crazy person, like I hadn't eaten a meal in three days. And that's because essentially to my metabolism, I had been starving myself for three days. Okay. So if you are the kind of person, this is how you know that this applies to you. If you're the kind of person where if you get up from a meal, you finish a meal and you still feel like you can eat some more and you can't stop thinking about food and you just go rummaging through your fridge and your cabinets and your closets and, and rummaging through your kids' snacks and, and the snack drawers at work, looking for you know things to keep eating until you feel like you've had enough, then this applies to you. You are not someone who can count calories. You're, you're, and don't even try, just don't try. Don't try to do it. Because if you consume the types of calories that still make you feel like you can eat more after you're done eating, then you're, you're poking a sleeping bear. It's only a matter, of time, a matter of time before your metabolism turns around, comes back for you and causes you to eat way more calories than you were eating before you started to count. Okay. So that's number two. Number three, the third weight loss strategy and the most popular one, even more popular than giving up your favorite food, foods or count, counting calories, the most popular strategy is painful exercise, is uh, painful cardio for 30 to 45 minutes, followed by you know 15 to 20, 25 minutes of weightlifting, and then another 10 to 15 minutes of core work. Oh my gosh, like an hour and a half of workouts at the gym for uh you know for four, five, six days a week. That is hor that's it's that's a horrible way to lose weight. That is not a horrible way to keep yourself in shape. Now, if we're just talking, I'm talking about weight loss. I'm not talking about anything else. If we're talking about fitness, if we're talking about heart health, if we're talking about muscle maintenance, bone health, uh, longevity in your life, uh, feeling you know feeling better from the inside out, if we're just talking about that, that's not what I'm referring to. Then go ahead, exercise an hour and a half every day if you would like. If that's what if that's for health purposes, but I'm speaking specifically about weight loss purposes. If you are exercising an hour and a half every day, five days a week, four days a week, six days a week, because you want to lose weight, then that strategy will end up uh, causing you to gain weight instead of lose it. Why? Because we're going now back to strategy number two. We're going back to this idea of the metabolism and your calories. As soon as you start burning more calories than you consume through rigorous physical activity, 
through the type of activity that has your body uh, expelling a lot of energy in one period of time, then you are causing uh, stress to your metabolism. You are not, you're not matching the calorie output. Uh, you're not matching the calorie input with the calorie output. You're not giving your metabolism enough sustenance to be able to withstand, to hold up and to uh, keep you energized and keep you functioning and moving forward if you are expelling that much energy within an hour and a half window of time. So what happens is your body registers that physical rigorous activity as you are actually running away from a saber-toothed tiger for your life for a whole hour and a half, every day for four to five days. And in order for your body to maintain that amount of physical output, it has to be balanced by, uh, by refueling. Your, your muscles need to be refueled. Your fat stores need to be refueled. Your metabolism needs to be fueled in order to give you the energy to not just sustain those workouts, but then also sustain your other, your daily, your daily activities and, and the rest of your daily life. Okay. And if you're not giving your body the, the calories back that you are burning, in that hour and a half window of exercise, then the same thing's going to happen. Your metabolism is going to start to slow down. It's going to start to burn less calories during that exercise than it was burning when you first started exercising. And then when you eat, your metabolism is going to hold on to even more calories than it was holding on to before you started exercising. So now all of a sudden you are burning less calories. And when you eat, you are retaining more calories. And, uh, and so your, your calorie output and input are going like this. And before you know it, whatever weight you were losing with, you know, during the first couple weeks, first two, three, four weeks that you were exercising, whatever weight you were losing is going to first, it's going to come to a halt. You're going to hit a plateau. And then second, in order for you to maintain whatever weight that you lost during that time period, you're going to now have to keep doing what you're doing. Otherwise, as soon as you uh, start to eat a little bit more or exercise a little bit less, your metabolism is not going to change. It's still going to uh, it's still going to start holding on to all of those calories that you're consuming, but now you're consuming even more calories and you're burning less through exercise and through non-exercise. Okay. And then, and so if you hit a plateau, the best case scenario is that you stay at that weight and you don't lose any more and you don't gain any weight back. The worst case scenario is that your the weight is going to start coming back on. Uh, it's, it has never, this has never failed. It's never failed. Every time I have had a friend or a family member or a coworker or someone who would approach me and say, Hey, Lene, I just got a gym membership. Uh, I'm going to start going to the gym every day. I've been going for a week. I'm doing cardio every day. I feel great. I'm starting to lose weight. I lost like 10 pounds this week, just a week after exercising. I'm so pumped. I'm so excited. I in my head, and maybe I'm a horrible like friend for not, you know, giving them a heads up, but in my head, I start counting. I start like kind of betting with myself, uh, how long it's going to be until I see their weight start to come back on. And, and sure enough, it's usually within about six to 12 weeks that, uh, whatever, you know, 
whatever water that they lost, you know, in their face and around their belly and, and, you know, around their body and those things, whatever weight they lose within the first four weeks, it's usually about, uh, between week six and 12 that that weight starts to come back on number one, because their hunger increases, they start consuming more calories, uh, physically because they need it. And then emotionally, because they think to themselves, Oh, I've been working out for an hour and a half every day for the past six weeks, for the past four weeks, I can have this chocolate cake. Not realizing that they are retaining more calories eating that chocolate cake today than they were six weeks ago before they started the rigorous exercise. So it's an emotional thing, it's a physical thing, and it's typically within six to 12 weeks that they start gaining weight. Go, and, and some of them will, will steady, continue to go to the gym, and just in order to maintain whatever weight that they were able to lose within those first four to six weeks. So, uh, giving up everything you love because you believe that those are the culprits of your weight, um, counting calories, trying to stay within a calorie window. I'm not saying that this, you know, happens for everyone, but for those that are wired to consume a lot of calories, this absolutely does cause you to go on a binge cycle and then gain a bunch of weight and then rigorous exercise, rigorous physical activity, uh, on a, just a regular basis where you are expelling way more calories than you need to for the purposes of losing weight instead of for the purposes of becoming healthier. So what do we have to do to, what kind of strategies do we have to follow in order to prevent these things from happening to us? I want you to follow, hit the follow button and come back tomorrow because part two of this particular, of this particular, uh, episode is going to be, so what's the alternative? What do you do instead in order to lose weight, uh, without following these popular strategies and, and becoming at risk of weight gain? I'm leaving you on a cliffhanger to be continued. Okay. Come back tomorrow around the same time, same place. All right. If you have any questions, please let me know either comment below or submit your question to operationfixmylife.com slash question and answer. The link to submit your question is in the description of this episode. I'd love to hear from you. And uh, please, once again, subscribe, follow, because all of this content that I'm going to be bringing you this year, it's going to be all about how to manipulate, change, uh, and navigate your lifestyle in order to lose weight effortlessly through rest-based weight loss. Okay. Thank you so much for, for listening. Thank you so much for watching and I'll talk to you again soon.